0: Can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon. And of course, have a great day. I'm actually with my co-host, Sonny, this morning. Yes, Sonny. He is the newest puppy in the family. Happy was, frankly, too far for me to reach when I hit go live. So I grabbed Sonny this morning. Remember, what we're going to do is if we get to 500 likes from all of you, or thumbs up, I guess. 500 thumbs up. We will go out and buy these two little puppies, some new toys. So it's up to you guys. Uh, there you go, honey. We're going to get uh, 500 thumbs up today. We, uh, we've gotten close a couple of times, but we haven't quite gotten there yet. A couple of quick announcements. First and foremost, somebody else to congratulate, Kashik and Ser- Serpana. Hope I got that right, or at least close. Congratulations on getting your deal. Uh, I will be sending out your card this morning. Again, Kashik and Serpana. Congratulations. Thank you for doing the work. Thank you for letting me know. And um, yeah, look forward to getting the next one. So we'll put that right over here. Second, uh, something that I did this morning or on Saturday during our live stream is I talked about or asked you to participate with me. Uh, Dion from Dion Talk and Matt the Lumberjack and I are working on something called the Cheat Code to Wealth. We are basically taking the idea of house hacking and trying to repackage, remarket it. And we need your help. What we are looking to gather is real life examples. And if you own your home, I would love you to participate in this. What we need from you is a couple of things. First, do me a favor, go to Zillow Realtor or whatever you think it is and understand what your house is worth subtract the debt or mortgage. If you want, you can subtract taxes uh, and selling costs. If not, we will do that for you. And then let us know your mortgage payment. Then what we are going to do is we're going to ask you to research your market and find a fourplex. Find a fourplex in a nice area somewhere. if If you wanted to, you could see yourself living. Again, I'm not saying You will live there because maybe you have some kids maybe this maybe that but help us do the math help us get real life examples when you buy this fourplex put five percent down ideally keeping a lot of liquidity in cash from the sale of your home and then try to understand what kind of rent can i get from three units what we are trying to do here is we are trying to understand how many of you could live for free how many of you can live cheaper so far uh, many of you have given us examples. So far, the examples of cash that you have left over after buying the fourplex range from $75,000 to $120,000. Again, when you sell your primary resident, you live there two or five years, you can take either 250, up to 250, dollars or up to 500, dollars free and clear of taxes. Again, you must live there two out of the last five years. In addition to that, what we have seen is we have seen, pe- seen people lower their monthly expenses 1800 to 2900 right? These are the cheat code to wealth as well as the income snowball that Dion has talked about so many, many times. So um, if Happy comes over here, Nathan, I will uh, grab her. Sorry, you missed her. Hey, Happy, come here. People want to see you. Happy, come here. She's still a puppy. She doesn't quite come when her name's called yet. Uh, I'll try to grab her, though. Uh, so now let's talk. So if you can do me a favor and uh, be a participant in this Cheat Code to Wealth, uh, you can DM me the numbers on Instagram. You can email me my emails on my website. And you know, however you'd like to get a hold of me, I'd love to hear these numbers. And again, we're just using them as samples because I think Dion is right. Uh, the Cheat Code to Wealth is a way to raise cash liquidity and lower your monthly expenses so pretty pretty good idea we're working on uh, what should we talk about let's uh, talk about friday time for audience participation get your uh, i don't know thumbs ready or whatever it is uh we are going to have an over under for the most important number in october the most important number as i said yesterday is friday's jobs number how many jobs were created in the month of september Uh, analysts are expecting 475,000, just for the record, they were expecting what 600,000 last month and only 235 came in. So a huge miss. I'm going to put the over under at 500,000 just for round numbers. So I'd like to hear from you. Are you going to take the over, which means you think more than 500,000 jobs will be created, or will you take the under? I would love to see what you think. Um, next up, uh, we talked about Tesla yesterday. Uh, Two hundred forty-one thousand cars delivered, uh, really impressive number. But what I didn't know uh, is that's actually up seventy-three percent from a year ago. That's, I gotta admit, that's that's impressive. I'm not a big Tesla fan, uh, but yeah, that's that's quite that's that's jumping on production, especially in the face of chip shortages. And things of that nature. So shout out Tesla for near as I can tell, knocking the ball, knocking the cover off the ball. So good for them. Delta Airlines did something that I have never well, I don't remember ever seeing. It is that odd. And again, I've been looking at the markets for 30-plus years. So Delta Airlines, if you don't recall, three weeks ago, three weeks ago, lowered their Q3 forecast. Kind of expect, right? tickets being canceled, nobody booking trips. Hey, our earlier call was off. We want to lower expectations. Just this morning, they came out and said, you know what? We're going to go back to our original forecast. That is interesting. That is interesting because how, I mean, how, I mean, really? How bad does the, I don't know, travel market have to be herky-jerky For a company the size of Delta to lower their forecast and then three weeks later put it back to where it was—that's that's that's something that at least make you go, hmm. So, anyways, I thought that was interesting. I have never seen. I don't remember seeing that. I can't say I've never seen it, but yeah, I don't remember ever seeing that. That that's that's an odd one. Uh, Which again, though, I mean, if you take Delta's example and you take it to American and United and Southwest and all these others, maybe the reopening trade is coming back. Maybe we are finally getting past all this nonsense and people are jumping on planes again. I am not sure. Something that happened today that again, I have questions about and I would love to hear from you. So Amazon, Amazon just announced Black Friday, what do they call it? Black Friday worthy deals. They announced these eight weeks early eight weeks early. So when I see something unusual, I go, huh, why would Amazon do that? So I have a couple of thoughts I'd love to hear from you. One is they fully expect shipping delays, empty shelves, and they are afraid that if you order on Black Friday, you won't get the goods by Christmas. That could be a legitimate, legitimate fear. And if that's true, Going out early, frankly, going out before any other retailer is a genius move. That's one option. Option two is Amazon could be looking at their inventory, and they're, they're, I'm sure they track orders by the second. They could be going, damn, where did all the orders go? Where did the consumers go? We are not getting close to our expectations. What could we do to spark more buying? And if that's the case, that is scary. I don't know what it is. One could be shipping delays, wanting to get out early, getting their lion's share of the early dollars. Genius. One could be, holy cow, we're not getting enough orders. The consumer has disappeared. What is going on? What can we do to get more orders? I don't know. I don't know. But I think they got a whole bunch of data, I don't know. Leave your thoughts below, I'd love to hear from you because that's the one that makes me go, whoo. And remember, Bed Bath & Beyond, not that Amazon and Bed Bath & Beyond are in the same stratosphere, but they are both retailers. And what did Bed Bath & Beyond tell us just last week? The consumers disappeared. I don't know, we shall see. Uh, Jeremy Siegel is out this morning, basically echoing what we talk about in this channel. A, that the Fed is going to be late, the Fed is wrong, and inflation is going to be a bigger uh, issue going forward. Uh, Jeremy Siegel is somebody who was an active investor and trader in the 70s, somebody that I look to because, as you know, I think we are repeating the 70s. One thing that he said was interesting is investors focused on gold, collectibles, and real estate in the 70s. Once the investor community acknowledged that inflation was real, and I don't think we've quite acknowledged that yet, at least collectively, investors turned to gold, they turned to collectibles, and they turned to real estate. Hey, what are you guys doing back here? Get over here. (sighs) Sorry, they were making noise and the big one was picking on the little one, so I had to pick up the little one because she was whining. Or he was whining. I get that wrong all the time. He was whining. So again, that's something very interesting. I really do think we are heading into a era like the '70s. I do not know if it'll be a full decade, but I do see it at least through 2025, uh, which is very interesting. That's why I am getting all fixed rate 30-year debt. That's why I even took out money on an office building so that I could be ready for people that aren't getting 30-year debt and they get in trouble when resets come. Uh, Evergrande, again, is in the news, and it's playing out just like I thought it would. Again, Evergrande is not Lehman. Evergrande is not long-term capital management or whatever it was, because they actually have hard assets. These hard assets have value, and the industry is real. It's not just a puff of smoke. Uh, So Just yesterday, well, I read this morning, they are selling 51% stake in their property service division for five billion dollars what is happening to evergrande is they are actively selling off assets to pay debt they are trying to increase increase their liquidity essentially they're going to sell everything but the kitchen sink and then they will stop existing in my opinion i do not see how um how the chinese government lets evergrande exist after this fiasco but in the meantime they need to sell off assets to pay people back that's what they are doing after they sold off the banking unit, now they're selling off the um, property management division. So again, lots of stuff going on, uh, but just like I thought. They ring-frenced Evergrande, but there is a bigger issue. The cost of capital is going to go up for all property managers, foreign capital specifically. Most importantly is the Chinese consumer, the owner of all these inflated assets. So yes, Evergrande was halted for news and the news was they're selling 51% of their property service division for $5 billion. At least that's what the uh, Wall Street Journal is reporting this morning, why it was halted. Next up, I don't know if you've heard this, but the Pandora Papers, a a treasure trove of documents that was put out I think a year or two ago. People are shockingly finding out that the world's leaders have used... uh, offshore entities and structures to hide wealth. Shocking. I know. I know you're shocked. Uh, But one of the guys in there that we found, uh, not a world leader, but a, um, I don't know, a musician, a singer, Julio Iglesias. Julio Iglesias, father of Enrique Iglesias, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Anyways, Julio Iglesias is a Miami real estate tycoon. I had no idea. He owns, currently owns, or at least as of the Pandora Papers, 12 waterfront um, mansions or lots. These lots are estimated to be, or these, the 12 properties collectively are estimated to be worth 100 to to $120 million. Congratulations, Julio Iglesias, for taking your, um, I guess, music proceeds, busting your butt, traveling to all those concerts. I'm sure it wasn't... It wasn't easy, but you took the earnings and you bought hard assets, and now your family is set up for years to come. Good figure, congratulations. That is all. Awesome. He actually owns three lots on something they call Billionaire's Island. I didn't even know it was a thing. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, lastly, I will talk about Facebook. Facebook whistleblower. Yeah, that was uh, interesting. Anybody shocked that Facebook, uh, chose profits over everything else? I'm not shocked by this. Uh, I do think Facebook will be in hopefully a world of hurt and, uh, maybe some governance or breaking them up or something comes out of this, uh, because where there is smoke, there is fire. And, um, I personally think Facebook is, is the, uh, is a reason for a lot of, uh, angst and hatred and just all kinds of nastiness uh that has uh uh turned around so mm, ouch and then lastly britain has finally broken down and actually asked the military to start delivering gas if you guys haven't been following the uk uh i think the last i saw 91 percent of their fuel depots that's what they call gas stations fuel depots were out of gas yeah not good and again, they have the gas. They just don't have the truckers to move the gas. So lots of stuff going on. The, uh, this is People are going to remember this. So this may change behavior. It's, it's a very interesting time. So again, lots of stuff going on today. We have uh, Greg Dickerson here in, what is it, 14 minutes or so. Remember the cheat code to wealth. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to get more examples. I think we got five or six at this point. I really think there is a lot there. So have a wonderful day. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye.